hello and welcome uh, welcome back to trucking answers it's good to have everyone here from now 77 countries i find that to be amazing so welcome everybody from all around the world my name is mark i'm the host here at trucking answers and i'm here with gracie she's orange and she's ready to jump in at any minute and give her opinion on what could be happening now i'm not an attorney okay so I'm not a lawyer Anything I say here is not legal advice. Don't take it as such. If you want legal advice, go seek that of an attorney. But I am a driver, truck driver of over 35 years. So everything I say here is my professional opinion, all right, about what's happening. We talk about different things, trucking news, some politics, some cars, some other stuff. Just here and there, whatever I uh, think to put out there, I want to keep everybody entertained. I also have a YouTube channel trucking answers so go over there check that out if you want to during uh, some of your off time so today i want to talk about my origin story people ask mark how to get started trucking and that's just random people at the mall so <laughs> hey aren't you that guy from the podcast yes i'm that guy so let's talk about how i got started in this thing they call trucking as uh, as it is so in 1988 is when i started driving yes there is such a time as a year that started with a 19. All right, I know some of you weren't born yet, but that's okay. Everybody's got to start somewhere. This was not too many years after deregulation. So uh, up to this point, uh, trucking had been very good. So as I was a kid growing up, you know, I'd see trucks and, and I knew, you know, I knew about politics and how trucking had worked some and and I knew that, you know, it was a good job because it was in the 70s and, and, you know, in early 80s, you know, truckers making good money. You know, in early 80s, a truck driver could make $100,000 then. Okay. Think about that on what you're making today. And then come and tell me your 90 grand is good money when a driver 40 years ago made more than that. All right. So, but uh, in 1988, here I am, a young uh, pup. Out in the world, living in my bachelor pad in Calumet City, Illinois. Beautiful place, one bedroom. <laughs> Driving a 1978 Buick Electra Estate. And I love that wagon. 403, automatic, of course. Plush, boy, that's when they made seats, isn't it? Those seats in that car couldn't have been more comfortable. So luxurious. And I was managing an Arby's, and I was an Astmager, and that is an A-S-S-T-M-G-R. That was, was on my uh, tag on the wall and on my chest. So I remember when they promoted me. I'd been there for a little while. They promoted me to assistant manager, and they made a big deal about it, meaning the manager took me in the back room and goes, hey, we're going to promote you to third assistant manager. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what does that mean? <laughs> what that meant was I got a raise. And I got to be responsible for the whole store when I was there. And since I was the lowest level manager, I did mostly weekend nights. So nights started, seems like 4 or 5 p.m. because we closed at 11. And we closed at midnight on Friday and Saturday and 11 during the week. We opened at 11 in the morning. And I would work that night shift. And uh, that's what I did. And as assistant manager, then when somebody said, I want to see your manager, that was me. Uh, yes. And they're like, how old are you? I'm like, don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so that, that was good. I assume it's the same way at uh, fast food now, that if you're there more than a month, you can be promoted. 
And that gave me a raise from $4 an hour to $4.35 an hour when I got promoted. That's right. $4.35, that was a raise. And I had an apartment and a car based on that. So, uh, and a phone on the wall in my apartment because they had never invented cell phones yet. So, did not have a phone with me. Somebody had to pay attention. But I was uh, getting home. You know, if you close to 12, you'd get home at 1 in the morning, depending on how long it took to clean up. And if we went out to eat or anything after that, sometimes the closers, me and the two people closing, would go to Denny's or someplace like that, which was right down the street then, right around the corner, down from Dominic somewhere, right? <laughs> and I would see these ads when I come home. I'd watch my black and white TV. And I saw ads for a truck school that was in Chicago. I was just south of Chicago. The Arby's was in Lansing. I don't know if it's still there. Torrance Avenue at I-94. Haven't been up there in a while. <laughs> right? Sometime. And the ads were for a truck school. Chicago Truck Driving School, which I know is closed. Now, it was off 130th area and I-94. You could see it from the interstate going up the uh, uh, interstate there. And they said, look, you can cut big money, right? Drive the big rigs. So I thought, this is pretty cool. And the commercial showed a bunch of cab overs and truck drivers driving a Jerry Reed and everything. And so I thought, yeah, this is this is going to be the thing to do. Well, it was $1,595 for truck school at that time. And there weren't a lot of companies paying for it like there are today. All right. So for $500 down, they would finance the rest of the thing. But I, working at Arby's, it was still, I was still wasn't making a ton of money considering I had an apartment and electric bill and my phone bill and everything. My grandfather, uh, as they say, bless his heart, as people would say from the South, gave me the $500 to put down at the truck school. I talked to him and he put that money down. I grew up with him. Okay, and I've talked about him on the show many times. It is tragic uh, and uh, through dementia and Alzheimer's where he didn't even remember me. Uh, you know, I've had a number of podcasts about that, and I think it's terrible that something like that just takes away everything that you are. But at that time, uh, was still good. So he, but he made me sign, he made me sign a note for it, you know, because that's how he was. And I, I agree with him. Like, I'm not mad at him about it. And he goes, look, you'll pay me back. You're going to do this. This is how you're going to pay me and all. And I did end up paying him back. Okay. I did pay that 500 back, but he put that money down and I got the rest of it a finance and I ended up paying the truck school off too because I only had to finance like 1100 bucks plus pay him back. That got me in truck school. Okay, that got me in truck school three weeks of truck school. And I liked it because I like to drive. So I thought, oh, and it's not uh, too complicated. I'm in. You know, we did the backing and the driving in a white road commander. That's what you learn to drive in, or at least that's what I learned to drive on. A white road commander, which is a cab over. Okay, and ours, I think, was a 10-speed. And he made you, uh, Fred, and he made you go up and down the gears. We'd go out on the little frontage road, and we'd go start and first, and go up the gears, and go back down the gears, and go up the gears, and go back down the gears, and go up the gears, and go back down the gears. And that's how we did it, because that's how you learn. Okay, and that's what we did back and forth. And you passed your truck school, and you got your license. Well, way back then, there were not companies really like there are today trying to hire students out of truck school there were some and if i remember right crst did come to the truck school and hand stuff out um maybe one other place direct transit it seems like that was one of them that came out there too dti if you remember them 
they came out, but most places just didn't do that. There wasn't like a training program like there is today where they go to truck schools and try to glom onto every student that they can get. So I ended up going to a small place in Chicago called Economy. I'm sure it's not there anymore. They had two semis and three straight trucks. The straight trucks were Mercedes trucks. And the semi, one was a Ford 8000 with a 10-speed and a front brake limiting valve. And the other one was a Brigadier, GMC Brigadier, with a 5-speed and a 2-speed rear end on it. It was a single axle. So I got hired to drive one of the semis. And the good thing about that, the straight truck drivers got 200 a week salary. But the semi drivers got 200 $50 a week salary. Oh, yeah. And if you had to drive a straight truck, you still got your 250 And how did I get that? The guy that ran the truck school was friends with the guy that ran this trucking company. And he knew that the trucking company needed a driver. And just through talking to him there at the truck school, because if you're not the one backing the truck up, you can just stand around and talk, you know, while you wait your turn. And he put me in touch. And that's how I got my job there. I ended up moving into a place on 1800 North Whipple Avenue in Chicago, and and that was my start. And that job was obviously home every day in that truck. And here's the thing about that. So I'd have 15, 20, 25 stops a day in Chicago, right, right out of truck school. And I credit that a lot with helping me learn how to back up quickly because you didn't. it's not like you had time. Like drivers now look, go back up once a day. You know, I would back up 100 times a week at that place right with nobody with me to help me so i had to learn right away to back up when you're backing up off of you know cermak or whatever onto a dock that goes into a building you gotta get it figured out because you're holding up everybody's honking you and there's traffic and you're nervous and everything and i think that helped me back up and learn how to drive better i do but after a little bit of that you know a few months or whatever i think four or five months of that, I just got, I got the hankering to go over the road because I'd see these little ads then, you know, I'd stop at the truck stop and see this little stuff in there, especially the 76 in, who was that South Holland off of oh, whatever that exit is there and right off of 94. I can't remember. It's not a, it's not there anymore. And they had all these little pamphlets for all these trucking companies. Well, I ended up going to Regal Transport in Whiting which was over-the-road flatbed, and so that got me started over the road, and I was over the road then for many years at different companies before finally coming off the road in 2010, okay, for good, where, uh, you know, I had a couple of little local jobs in there, but always end up going back on the road because I hadn't made it really a decision that I wasn't going to do it because, you know, as Motivation Monday, no matter what day you listen to this or what day it comes out, which I don't know what day this will come out, once you make a decision and decide, I won't do this anymore. You just don't do it anymore. You know, I've been offered, even where I work now, hey, can you fill in for these guys for a week, you know, for $2,000? No, uh, I can't. So once you decide that, you just, that's the decision and that's it. And that's for anything, anything in your life. But that's how I got started driving. I just was tired of making the four dollars and remember 435 an hour times 40 hours is still considerably less than the 250 i made as a salary at the truck school i made a good raise probably 40 percent or more raise just by even going for 250 dollars a week salary that's a lot of money then 
because and you're like, well, 250 Mark, I spend that on lunch. Okay, I get it. You're rich and whatever. But at 435 you know, at 40 hours, because Arby's would not let you get overtime. They just wouldn't. They'd had a heart attack if you got any kind of overtime at all. The store manager who was on salary would come in. You you were authorized to call her at any time. If anybody was getting f- close to 40 hours, and they would come in and work. They'd make sandwiches, take orders, whatever, so that people didn't have to get overtime. Heaven forbid people make money. So going from that to 250 a week, not bad, right? Not bad. And that gave me a career that I'm still doing to this day. All right? So I don't want to hear from people you can't do this your whole life. You can. Keep a clean record and uh, you know, be good at it and you can continue to do whatever you want. In those first few years, probably from 88 till the mid 90s, I had uh, so many jobs. <laughs> okay. Why? Well, here I am a single guy living the life <laughs> no not doing anything right. Um and if I if somebody said something to me at a job, I would just quit. All right. So I had a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs. Regal. I stayed at Regal for a couple of years. 88, 89, yeah, probably into 90. But after that, boy, I went through a job pretty quick. In the next five, six years, I probably had 12, 15 jobs, maybe more. I can't even remember them all or think of them. I'll have to consider that at some time before finally... Uh, you know, got my head screwed on and said, hey, this is about ridiculous trying to change jobs. And so you could just change jobs. It wasn't any problem. You just put down on your application, you know, hey, I worked, uh, you know, I was unemployed or whatever. I had quit and it didn't matter. There's no way to find anything out like there is today. It was easier to do then. So it wasn't as much problem today. It's hard to, you know, if you went through a bunch of jobs, it's hard to get that off your record. Then you just didn't tell anybody. And that was the end of it. And they would hire you as long as you passed the driving test, they would hire you. So that's how I got started in trucking. I started locally, started locally from Arby's to a local job at salary, two fifty a week, and it wasn't. We weren't working that many hours. I think it was around ten hours a day, ten, uh, maybe ten, eleven if it was late, seven to five. I would say right in there. Not like super long days or whatever. Although you know that's fifty hours. It's not great money. We'll <laughs> say for two fifty. You know, but it it was more money than I was making. Considerably more money than I was making. And so, and some days you'd get off early. If they, if you only had a few stops, every once in a while you'd come in with a, just a couple of stops. Oh, we only have four stops today. And you still got your salary. So you're back at noon. You're still getting your salary. Loved it. I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing. And it has kept me in, uh, you know, food and the cat in food as well. Uh, various cats over the years. <laughs> right. All, all these years. And it can do the same for you if you're not a driver today. So uh, think back, you know, it's fun to think back to that. What, what is your origin story into trucking? Where did you start? Did you start locally? People still to this day tell me, oh, Mark, you cannot start locally. You can, you know, because that does prevent some people from going into trucking. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to do that. Okay. All you have to do really, and it sounds foolish. Oh, Mark, that's just crazy new age talk. No, is you just make a decision that says, hey, I am not going to be gone from my family. So if you want to drive a truck and you're not driving, but you don't want to be gone from your family, which I understand. Okay. Being home with your family. Yeah. That shouldn't be something like you have to explain to anybody because I've had other people say, well, Mark, but trucking is no. (laughs) What about your kid or whatever? So if you want to be home, but you would like to drive a truck and get the opportunity to make better money than you're making, likely you can do it. You can. 
Okay, so uh, go to launchwithmark.com. Oh, how about that for a segue? <laughs> and, uh, we can talk about how it is that you can do just that. All right, so thanks for listening to my long uh, little thing about um, my origin story. What is your origin story, right? What everybody has a story. What's yours? All right, so thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another Trucking Answers.